Dealing with debt can be a grind. When it's credit cards, you're fighting the high interest rates. If you have a mountain of debt, the idea of paying it off seems like you're resigning yourself to years of deprivation. Today, we're going to look at these two particular challenges. First off, we'll see how the debt lasso method can speed things up with your credit card debt. And then we'll get tips on how to pay off over $100,000 of debt without sacrificing fun. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. One of the most popular goals families have when it comes to money is paying off their debts, and with good reason. Even before the pandemic, debts were a considerable chunk of an average American's family's budget. The median household consumer debt was 67000 according to data in New York's Fed quarterly household debt and credit survey. Getting rid of your debt is not always easy. You need something that is realistic so that you can stick with it, as well as a way to speed things up if you're deep in debt. We're going to look at how to create a debt-free plan that fits your family and budget. Today's experts are John and David Schneider and Tony Husbands. In this episode, we get into deciding which plan works best for you, getting your spouse on board, and finding that balance between hitting your financial goals and enjoying your life. Are you ready? Let's get started. Carrying a ton of debt can be tough. When it's credit cards, it's especially frustrating. What makes credit card debt so challenging is the high interest rate. Even if you are paying every month, it doesn't seem like it's making much of an impact. It can almost feel like you're stuck in quicksand. You're sinking deeper into debt and you're just drained. Two of the most popular methods for paying off debt are the snowball and avalanche. But if you're dealing with several credit cards and they all have a high interest rate, then you might want to try a different approach. John and David Auten Schneider had to do just that. They're the creators of Debt Free Guys and the Debt Lasso Method. I spoke with them about how the process works on the lasso and how they used it to pay off over $50,000 of credit card debt. Every year, Fidelity releases their New Year's resolutions and paying off debt is always in the top three. But the frustrating part is it seems like you start off good, you're motivated, and then by the end of the year, you're like, I really didn't make any progress. I think mm-hmm. a big part of this is not finding a system that works for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. That was one of the things that John and I, at the very beginning, realized that if we didn't have something that would work for us, it wouldn't last. Because we knew it was going to take us several years to pay off our debt. We knew that we needed to figure out something and get into a groove that that would would propel us forward and keep us motivated to keep going. It's interesting. You're saying you knew that it was going to take years. We have a mutual friend, Michelle Jackson. Yes. And she recently (laughs) 
had put a great post about personal finance unicorns where not everybody pays off their debt in a year and a half. They don't knock out 60,000 in a year. It's usually a process. Two of the biggest methods are the debt snowball and the debt avalanche, but you guys forge your own path with the debt lasso. Why did you create that method and how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So our story is, is that we sort of at some point just profoundly discovered that we had $51,000 worth of credit card debt. We got into a panic and a funk and depression. And after we came out of that, we came out of it committed to paying it off. And so we started to look at the options that were available at the time to pay that off. And we stumbled upon the snowball and the avalanche method. And fortunately, my husband's really good at math. He crunched the numbers and he had estimated that it was going to take us like four to six years to pay off our, our debt. And with either method, and that was just deflating. Like, I, yeah. I don't have that kind of patience. It just seemed too hard. In, in our mind, we thought the, the faster we could pay off the debt, the more likely we were going to achieve our goal of becoming debt-free. Mm-hmm. Our, our background actually is in finance. So we were helping other people with their money and telling them how to save and invest. We weren't doing that ourselves, like the cobbler's uh, kids and no shoes. But David looked at the numbers and we thought, well, what is inhibiting us from being able to pay off our debt faster with either of those methods? And B- we realized- Besides our bad spending habits. <laughs> <laughs> besides our bad spending habits. And it was the high interest rate. That was, whether it was the snowball or the avalanche method, it was that high interest rate at the time we were paying anywhere between 15 and 20% that was slowing us down. So we asked the question, how can we make that go to zero? Is there a way to make that completely go away? We started to do some research and we found out that there are actually zero interest balance transfer credit cards. And we thought, well, is this an option for us to maybe do some consolidation and to pay off our debt faster? The next problem was those balance transfer fees. So I thought, well, does that make actually make sense? We actually found out with our particular situation, it did actually make sense to, to pay those uh, transfer fees, especially if you can find the um, 12 to 18 month terms that these zero interest rates would last. Yeah. We thought, well, geez, we can just eliminate that. And that actually helped us. We had estimated we'd pay off our credit card debt in three years. We were really committed and aggressive with it. And we ended up paying it off in, in two and a half years. So there's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about that because you guys use balance transfer again, high interest debt. I can totally understand wanting to lower it, but for some people that advocate for the debt snowball debt avalanche, they kind of want you to completely avoid credit cards. So how do you resist the temptation of relying or getting back into the credit card habit while you're moving in, you're opening these accounts? Right. Of course. Well, so, so the, the debt lasso method is more than just a balance transfer or a refinancing of your debt. There's actually five pieces to it. And those five pieces are the things that help you with that whole process. The, the, the very first step is to commit. And you have to commit to not adding more balance to your credit cards. There's a number of ways to do that, but that's the first thing you have to commit to doing. If you don't commit to doing that, you'll never pay your debt off. The second is to commit to a specific amount every single month that you're going to pay toward your credit cards. And that amount must be well above your minimum payments. That way you are actually making progress because you're paying a bigger chunk. So that's the first step is making that commitment. The second step 
is similar to the debt snowball, you want to go out there and you want to look in this amount that I committed to paying every month, can I knock out a credit card or two in that first month or two? Do I have a credit card that has a really low balance and knock those out? And that way you get a little boost right at the very beginning. Step three is the actual debt lasso method where you try to ideally lower your interest rate down to zero, but that option is not available to everyone. So the lower you can lower your interest rate, the better. And to as few locations as possible, which is why we call it the debt last. The fourth step is to automate the entire process. You're committing to a specific amount that you're going to pay towards your credit card each month. You can put that in your bill pay system so it goes out automatically. That eliminates the risk that you won't make a payment, that you'll rationalize away making the amount that you commit to in step one. Then number five is to monitor. You want to make sure that even though everything is sort of on automation, you want to just make sure everything's running smoothly and that you're not missing any payments. When you do pay off any card, then you roll that additional payment that was going towards that card to the next card. And that's that entire five-step process that helps folks pay off their debt as, as quickly as possible. Wow. I love how you guys start off with the commitment because it does take uh, a significant change. Of course, one of the biggest things is the money has to come from somewhere realistically. And initially, it's going to be from your budget. I mean, hopefully you're earning extra income. For you, what changes did you have to make with your budget? Where was it coming from with your first part of this debt lasso, those payments? Which one was the hardest and which one were the easiest uh, changes to make? Absolutely. Actually, the very first step that, that we took when we came out of our funk of having so much credit card debt was that David methodically and meticulously went through every expense of ours for the previous 12 months. He grabbed all our account statements, all our credit cards, uh, checking everything that he could find, and he itemized every expense that we had. It really blew us away when we did that spending analysis is what we call it. Because had you asked us prior to this analysis what the quality of our life was, we would have said, you know, it's okay. But when we looked at our spending, it blew us away. We we were living like rock stars on, you know, a bartender budget, <laughs> you know, we were just living way beyond our means, but we were traveling well, we were eating and, and dining well, we were drinking well, we had some really nice bottles of wine. It just blew us away. We realized that if we could rein in our spending, especially in a few particular categories, that would help us save a significant amount of money. So we we were able to rein in our spending in those particular areas. Probably the number one win that we had, and this is likely the case for most people, most Americans, Mm -hmm. was that we reined in our grocery spending and our dining spending, dining out spending. There were some weeks that we were spending $400 a week at the grocery store and $400 dining out. $800 $800 a in week. Our, it's just two ridiculous. men in our 30s. We have never been skinnier, so I'm not sure what we're doing wrong now. <laughs> but nobody needs to eat like that. And so we were able to lower that and we saved about $30,000 a year by becoming super meticulous mm-hmm. with our grocery shopping and, and reining in our dining out. The other thing that we did, and this was the, the most challenging to answer your question, mm-hmm. was we were very, very, very social creatures. We were constantly going out to happy hours and parties and clubbing and to bars and and whatnot with our friends. We were traveling a lot, most often on credit cards. So that was the hardest part for us, but we were able to rein that in. And we tell people, we didn't stop going out, to your point earlier, because we we knew we were social creatures. We couldn't just 
cut cold turkey, um, but we stopped going out as frequently. And that, that not going out as frequently also freed up some more money that we could put towards expedite paying off our credit card debt. So that combination, as well as eliminating our high interest rate, really helped fuel paying off our credit card debt. And that's how we got that paid off in two and a half years. Congratulations. Because first of all, 50000 of any kind of debt is a huge win. But credit card debt, which for so many people can sink them, Right. You know, to get over that is incredible. I do want to talk about this just a little bit more before we wrap things up. We've talked about this before we hit record of uh, diets and finances <laughs> and right. going all drastic. The big stories are usually these drastic stories that get the headlines. But if you want to hit your goals, you have to have something that's sustainable. How did you guys strike that balance of paying off debt, which is a good goal to have, but still living and enjoying your life? Yeah. So I, I think for us, it, it, one of the biggest, I think, issues that folks have today is that people don't feel like they can have a fabulous life unless they're in some way showing everyone else that they're living a fabulous life. The easiest way to do that is by your experiences. In the past, it used to be things. I think to some degree, it is still things, but we're seeing this shift towards people blowing their budgets and their financial future on experiences versus things. What we realized is that we did have to have something sustainable. We knew that we still wanted to have a great quality of life. Every single month, we wanted to be doing fun things and being out with our friends and doing all that. We knew that if we didn't fill the calendar up with things that were either free or lower cost that we still really enjoyed doing, then we would be susceptible to dropping $100, $150 on brunch and day drinking on a Sunday with our friends or having a happy hour that was supposed to be two beers turn into something that is way longer than a happy hour. You know, you do happy hour, then you have appetizers, then you have dinner. That kind of thing was what was wrecking us financially. We knew that we needed to fill our calendar up with the great quality of life fun things yeah. that we could keep control of the cost of. And that is what allowed us to feel like we were living fabulously while we were still paying off our debt and how we have since then had this fabulous, not fabulously broke life because we still focus our, a lot of our time and energy on things that are within our budgetary control, which allows us then to focus our money on growth, on investing on enjoying the things that we really want to enjoy instead of things that kind of disappear quickly after you've spent the money. I, I think you've hit a lot of good points. It isn't about deprivation. Yes, you do have to cut out your budget, but you should still have joy in your life. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned your payoff debt course. Do you mind giving a little more details? The credit card payoff plan is basically a distillation of what we did over those three roughly three years to learn what we needed to do to get ourselves to where we could pay our debt off and then start paying it off. So it really comes down to the first set is, the, is all around your mindset. How do I change my mindset to focus on what's important? The second is that whole idea of how do I reduce my interest and get myself ready to really start paying my debt off? The third step is how do I create a budget that really works for me. We define our budget as dynamic and focused on happiness. And a lot of people hate the word budget because they don't focus on what makes them happy when they're budgeting. They focus on all the other stuff. That piece there, we also kind of loop in this idea of how can I make 
more money. There are some easier ways, not necessarily easy, but there are some easier ways to make a little bit more money to help you pay off your debt faster. Finally, the thing that most folks don't have is how do I create a plan with all of that that will work for the time period that it will take for me to pay off my debt. That's kind of all encapsulated in this course. So you can find information about the credit card payoff plan at debtfreeguys.com. But if you want to get an idea of how the debt lasso method might work for you and how it might work relative to the snowball, the avalanche method, you can also go to debtfreeguys.com or go to debtlasso.com to download a free copy of the debt lasso calculator. Let's be clear. Getting out from under a ton of debt doesn't happen overnight. You need a plan and a system to get you free. One of the biggest challenges families can face is when one or both of you are reluctant to get it done because you feel like you're going to sacrifice having fun for the next several years. It doesn't have to be that way, though. Tony Husbands, the creator of Debt Free Divas and the author of The Great Debt Dump, shares what helped her family pay off $100,000 of debt while still enjoying life in her city of Chicago. With everything that happened in 2020, and then what, this is the first week of 2021, it's very eventful as well, mm -hmm. the idea of financial security and getting your footing is on the minds of a lot of family. Specifically, one of those goals is, you know, I'm sick and tired of the debt we have and getting rid of them. You and your husband, Colin, paid off a considerable amount of debt. It was over a hundred thousand, right? $107,000 in debt, consumer debt. I always like to remind, so that did not include a house. It took us uh, seven years to do that. Wow. I'm glad you shared that information because I enjoy reading those articles, but you do after a while get tired of seeing like, I've paid off a hundred thousand dollars of debt in two years or mm -hmm. these dramatic stories. But Many families, the story is we came up with a plan and it took some time, but we got there. First of all, I want to talk to you about how you paid off your debt. You used the debt snowball method, right? I did. And, and that was popularized by Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. I came across this book in 2005 at a conference that I was attending with my mom, who was speaking there at that time, and his book, The Total Money Makeover. So I read his book and that's where I became aware, if you will, the concept of the debt snowball. Just to explain it real quick, the debt snowball is basically a process where you list your debts in order of smallest to largest, you focus all of your uh, available cash, you pay your minimums on everything, but you focus all of your available cash on the smallest debt on your list. And the purpose of that is that so that you can achieve quick wins. So you pay that one off and then you go down to the next smallest once you finish with that. Basically, the amount of money that you're using to retire debt grows or snowballs as you start to tick things off on your list, that snowball grows and you develop momentum. And that's kind of what carries you on through the process. So you read this. What about it clicked for you? And when you were paying off your debt, did you make any adjustments to fit your family and your goals? Before I came across Dave Ramsey, we probably were working on this process for some time. I had, you know, read other books. There, there, there are a lot of different processes, a lot of different approaches. I know about Susie Orsman. I read about the Automatic Millionaire. Like I was intentional about trying to work on this problem. At that time, we didn't even have that much debt. We, well, I shouldn't say that much. We had maybe about 40, 45,000. When I came across Dave Ramsey, that's when I had quit my job because we, although we had the debt, we were able to make the payments. I think that was always our 
our financial philosophy. Can we make the payment? Right. Uh, <laughs> you know? I've been there. <laughs> it's like as long as we can make the payment, we can afford it, right? Mm-hmm. Regard not looking at the total bill. But before we would we would try different things. We were both engineers, and so we would create these like really magnificent spreadsheets with all of these colors and bells and whistles. And we would like put it on our put it in a folder somewhere and not look at it for three months. You know, mm. probably two things that happened when I read Dave Ramsey. Number one, we had to make a change because a third of our income was gone because I had left my job. We were starting the laundromat. So okay. a third of our income just left and we had to be more intentional and more um, careful about how we were using our money. And on top of that, I think at this point, just wrote down everything that we had and we started to look at it on paper. That was the big thing for me is like looking at it on paper. I stopped with the spreadsheets. I just would write down everything, put it on my refrigerator and have it there in black and white. We would look at it every day. We would have discussions about it. We would argue about it, but it was on, Mm -hmm. you know, the top of our mind. It was in the forefront of our mind. It was something that we paid attention to constantly. I think that's one of the biggest things that really helped me to stay focused and not just come up with these fancy spreadsheets, pat ourselves on the back. Like, oh yeah, that was good. And then just not, you know, then kind of go back to our regularly scheduled, you know, know, event and not, and not, you know, continue to work on what we needed to work on. That was the big thing for me is like posting mm-hmm. it somewhere where it was vis- visible daily. Yeah. I, I love what you bring out because I think that's not addressed enough, which is how do you find a sustainable plan that already is aligned with really who you are and, and what you want to accomplish? Because you could have the perfect template for paying off debt or budgets, but if it's not you, mm-hmm. Or it's not close enough to you. You're just not going to keep it. I have that same idea when we talk about like money management apps. Mm-hmm. People always ask me, well, what's the best one? I was like, it's the one that you can actually keep. There's so many different options there. I might have a personal favorite, but what works for me isn't going to work for someone else and their family. But with that, you have to come up with a plan to tackle it. Big part of that is finding money. Mm-hmm. within your budget. Again, this is something that's very personal because initially at least it's going to come out of your budget somehow. For you guys, where did that money come from? What was the hardest part that you had to change or adjust and what was the easiest one? That's a great question. I will tell you that the hardest part wasn't actually the money part. It was the, I would say mentality part because I wanted my husband to make all the changes. <laughs> so I was like, if you stop doing this and if you mm-hmm. stop doing this and then we can make progress, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't need cable. You know, you watch the football <laughs> package or whatever. So we, we cut that out. We'll be good, right? That was interesting too, because he was just like, no. And, and I will tell you too, he was not, he thought Dave Ramsey probably still does is a kook. <laughs> he was, he's like, he's just trying to sell books. He's very like, analytical Mm -hmm. and critical. That's the engineering brain. So getting him on board was hard, honestly. And Mm -hmm. it was, like I said, we, we, we debated, we had a lot of intense fellowship, right? (laughs) Around That's a nice way to phrase it. We had a lot of discussion and honestly, I had to stop thinking about what he could do Mm -hmm. and what I could do in a way that didn't affect him. There were things like doing my own hair, right? Mm -hmm. I started, now that's a big one. Uh, especially in the, uh, <laughs> especially, I 
African-American community, we spent a yeah. lot of money on our hair. I took to YouTube, you know, hairstylists and, you know, I figured out how to do a lot of things at home and stretch the amount of time that I would go to a salon, you know, mm-hmm. uh, once a month or getting my hair braided all the time, like figuring out how to do those things myself. Now, I might not have looked like I just stepped out of a salon. But I was paying that off. You got to find that balance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got schooled by friends. I'm like, what? It, you just go to Supercuts. You get your hair done and blah, blah, blah. It's be cheap, you know. Uh, and they're like, no, not for us. <laughs> but again, that's personal because in every situation, first of all, it's what matters to you. What mm-hmm. matters most? Everybody's going to be different. But for you to make that, you know, sacrifice and find ways to still fit that personal care in with right. your budget while still right. dumping the debt is really key. Another one is cooking. You would think that would be an easy one, but I hate to cook. I shouldn't say hate, but I don't enjoy the cooking experience. How about that? We lived at the time, we lived downtown in a a very cool little swanky neighborhood, lots of restaurants. And so it was just my husband and I, we would, you know, you could walk outside and go to this restaurant, go to this restaurant. My husband loves to eat. I'm not that big on cooking. And if I didn't go, if I didn't cook, we would just go out or order in or something like that. We had a lot of options. We were able to save so much money by going to the, first of all, switching the grocery store that we went to. We stopped shopping in our little swanky neighborhood. We found Aldi. That was, oh, I that love was Aldi's. Like a, yeah. a huge, That at that point, mm-hmm. I was tracking at 30% savings by doing wow. nothing else but switching grocery stores. I'm not a couponer. I don't clip. You know, you have to do things that you can do that you can be consistent about. Mm-hmm. I got over my grocery store snobbiness. We found Aldi, 30% savings in food just right there. Cooking wow. at home saves mm-hmm. so much money over going out to restaurants. It's also better on your um, waistline too. Just, you know, <laughs> just a side note. Those are things that I had to kind of train myself. And it was obviously it's not something that I didn't get tired or we didn't go back out, but we budgeted uh, date night or yeah. outside time. Yeah. Like that. You know, smaller things, but not every day of the week. Six days a week we were cooking, we were eating inside. My husband doesn't care where he eats. As long as there was food in the house, he would eat in the house. That was a way to make a change without without forcing something that Mm -hmm. I wanted on him when he wasn't ready. I will say it probably took him about a year, about a year to actually kind of come on board. And when he started to see like, oh, we got rid of the first debt was $450. And that win, being able to scratch that off was such a boost of momentum. We were able to pay that one off. And then the next one, I would actually leave them up, checked off, X'd off on, mm-hmm. on my little sheet that I would print out every month. We can start to see the progress that we were making. And that was a source of encouragement and momentum. Yeah. And he starts to kind of come around and like, okay, we can do Then he volunteers to make changes on his own. He's not being told I'm not his mother. Right. So that was kind of the biggest, Mm -hmm. the the hardest thing for me is like, this is a grown man, a fully functional, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) functioning adult. You know, he's going to make decisions. Dave Ramsey has a saying, those um, convinced against their will are of the same opinion. Still, basically, Mm -hmm. you can't make people do. So as he sees that I'm sticking to this, that that we're making progress, he comes around. And so now we're arguing about what we're going to cut versus about doing it or not doing it. Right. (laughs) Improvements, you you get those steps, you're moving forward. But I I was like, yay, behind his back. But that's okay. We'll argue about what you want to cut next. That's fine. Again, it took about a year to get to that point, but it was like continuous progress on my part in in the ways, in the things that I could do to show that I was serious about this. Totally makes sense. There's so many good points I want to get into, but I do want to focus in on your husband, Colin, and you had different approaches. I think we've talked about this before, where 
he didn't want to be deprived. That was one of the concerns going debt free. So how did you balance hitting that goal, becoming debt free while still enjoying your life? Because you have two kids. That time doesn't come back. Right. Yeah. One of the things that we definitely loved to and still love to Mm -hmm. do is travel. What we would do is if we just, we wanted to go somewhere or something came up, you know, where there was a trip involved, we would just pause our debt snowball. Okay. We decided we would pay cash for everything. So we would know we were no longer charging plane tickets and hotels and things like that. We would pay Mm -hmm. cash for it. We still, we traveled throughout this. Mm -hmm. So that could possibly be why it took so long. So we would pause our debt snowball. We would go on our trip. We would enjoy Mm -hmm. ourselves. We would come home with no strings attached. Okay. No bills following us. Then we would get back into the debt snowball after. We, we travel quite a bit. Even now with two kids, we still, you know, pre-COVID, we still two, three times a year. Small, mini trips. We take a lot of mini trips, but we have family in different parts of the country. And then, of course, I just like to explore, period. So that's one of the big things that we would definitely do. We started to become tourists in our own city. There are a lot of fabulous things. You've done this before too. Mm -hmm. Um, You've done the $20. uh, Late night (laughs) challenge. challenge. (laughs) You know, things like that. We started to like really get into either low cost or free Mm -hmm. things. You hear a lot of the the bad stuff about Chicago, but it's a very fabulous place to live. It's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot to the cities. There's a lot of great entertainment, you know, like Mm -hmm. live music and in downtown, the taste is free. There's a lot of, especially during the summertime, a lot of things that you can do if you research and find things and and pay attention. I was intentional about that type of thing too. We have the festivals to hear there, everywhere, dance in the park, the free movies. We would do all of that. (laughs) And honestly, we still do. We still do nice. a lot of those things that are either very, that are you, you pay for parking pretty much, or you can jump mm-hmm. on the bus and get there. We do that now with our kids. We really have a, a pretty full dance card, if you will, without spending a lot of money. The libraries have a lot of interesting speakers. The, the mm-hmm. universities have a lot of very interesting things like plays that are, you know, five or $10. We really had a very enriching experience and didn't spend a lot of money. Yeah, I, I love that. We are fans of the library too. I mean, Mm -hmm. besides picking up books, there's story time, there are crafts. Now, because of COVID, we can't go inside our community library. But what they did is they did like a story time walk around because it's by a park Uh to get the Uh kids engaged. What I liked about your story is a lot of people assume like I live in a high cost of living area, so I can't do this. We almost Mm -hmm. put hurdles ahead before Mm -hmm. we even get started. Mm -hmm. But it does take effort. Not Mm going to lie. Yes takes research and, and your taxes are paying for it. So I might as well. (laughs) You bring up a lot of good points. I know we scratched the surface, Tony. You've already like got me thinking about so many different ideas, but for those that are interested in learning more about you, where's the best way they can reach out to you? So you can reach out to me um, through my website, debtfreedivas.com. I'd love to talk with you, connect with you, get you involved in the community of like-minded debt dumpers and support your journey. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. This month's money challenge of tracking your finances really lines itself up well with today's episode all about paying off your debt. Seeing the numbers in front of you gives you a clearer idea of, first of all, how much debt you are looking to pay off 
and how much room in your budget you have to hit that goal. Your next challenge though, may be deciding which debt payoff method is right for you and your family. While the debt snowball, avalanche, and lasso may have slightly different ways of tackling your debts, there are some key points to them that make them successful tools for many families. The first is that you are making a commitment to get rid of that debt. That might seem like a small step, but it's absolutely necessary when you're dealing with a significant amount or with high interest debt. You have to be sick and tired of having that debt draining your budget month after month and be ready to find ways to adjust your budget so that you can have more money to finally knock that debt out. The second key to why I believe they work so well is that it gives you a focus target. You are tackling these debts one at a time. You pay the minimum on all but one. And then as you are knocking these out, getting that momentum and having these wins, then you move it over to the next debt. One point I appreciated with John and David's conversation, they looked at all the numbers, including the time frame. In the show notes, I'm going to include a link to a free debt payoff spreadsheet that allows you to look at the different methods and find one that fits your own plans. And as Tony pointed out, when you're coming up with your debt-free plan, you may have to make some compromises, at least initially, so you can get your spouse on board. She started off with family activities so that she could show her husband that it was possible to pay off debt without sacrificing quality of life. As they had these wins, he then joined on board and they were able to speed up the process. Finally, whatever debt-free method you decide to go on, make sure that you get it done by automating all of your payments. You can go ahead and use bill pay to schedule these payments out, which can help you stay on track. If you need help with ways to find money in your budget to get that debt snowball, lasso, or avalanche started, please sign up for our free course, 5 Days to 5K. It's a week-long email course that shows you some ways that you can readjust your budget while still enjoying life now. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash 5K. Besides the tactics, strategies, and tips on paying off debt, another helpful thing is having the support. So if you haven't already, please join our free Facebook group. It's called Thriving Families. We enjoy swapping stories, encouragement, and ideas on how to tackle our family and financial goals. You can get there by going to simplifyandenjoy.com slash thrivingfamilies. We'd love to see you there. Special thanks to David, John, and Tony for being a part of this episode. If you want to learn more about our guests, ways to tackle your debt faster, or any other resource we mentioned today, please check out our show notes at simplifyandenjoy.com. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about budgets. It's one of the best ways you can pivot your finances and make sure that your money has a roadmap. But it can be frustrating when your budget isn't working or you can't get your spouse on board. So we'll dig into how to create a family budget that you actually want to stick with. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. 
We're on iTunes, Spotify, Android, basically whatever podcast app you prefer. Our theme song is from Staircase, additional music by various artists from audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. As we make this transition to one podcast with Simplify and Enjoy, I am so grateful for you not only listening, but sharing your thoughts, feedback, and stories. I want to help you align your finances to who and what matters most to you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.